Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're tuning in. My name is Jonathan Torres Herrera, and you are watching the JTH Show. Today, I want to talk about Vanessa Guillen, Fort Hood, and the military. But first, roll that intro. All right, so uh, before we get started, I want to make sure to tell everybody that this uh, entire episode will be uploaded to Anchor.fm. You should go check out Anchor.fm. It's free. You can download it um, onto your phone from the iOS or Android stores. All right, so that opening clip that you guys just saw was from a scene in a movie called Full Metal Jacket in 1987 war drama. Now, I, I put that scene in there because it's going to be... Um, Pretty much, you know, it's going to go hand in hand, you know, with everything they're going to talk about today. Uh, I want to read some comments that I found about that scene um, for you guys that I found interesting. So the first comment comes from David Arango about two years ago. He said, this actually does happen in the military. It's called a blanket party. When I was in the military, they had it happened rarely, but still happened. The soap is used simply because it leaves no visible marks. But it does leave a big knot under the skin, which is which are very painful and take a while to heal. It's best not to do anything stupid to attract negative attention to yourself from the drill sergeant. You really don't want to be that guy. Another comment from Gen X Merce 70 reads, This kind of stuff really happened when I was in boot camp in 1990. And it wasn't isolated with just one person. In fact... It happened quite frequently. And then finally, the third comment um, from Gail King three years ago uh, says, uh, when I was at basic training at Fort Dix uh, NJ, which I don't know, I don't know if that stands for the state. I'm not familiar with our, with our bases and forts. Um, Back in 1981, that actually happened in our barracks. We had a person who was not towing the line and got this done to them. I myself was not involved with it. However, I did keep my mouth shut. No one ratted out, even the person that got the whooping out of them. Anyone that has been in the military knows the code. Now, sometime later, a Nick McFarlane uh, replied to him, and he said, keep your mouth shut. End of story. Now, you know, it's curious that, you know, even so many years later, someone still, you know, reading through the comments like I was, uh, decided to, you know, basically back up the claim there, right? Um, all these comments, if you notice, um, have all, you know, likes, right? And as, as you guys know, in YouTube, and much like any application, you can only give one like. So, like, the first one has 18, the second one has two, and then the last one has four. And even the one that replied has three, three, you know, three likes, in my opinion, as in support, right, to, to this, that it was um, pretty, pretty damn accurate, right? Um, but we'll come back to this, right? I, I just wanted to open up the video with that. Um, let's move on to probably the most important uh, topic in this video, and that is Vanessa uh, Guillen. Uh, she was a 20-year-old U.S. Army soldier who authorities believe was killed on April 22nd, 2020, inside of Fort Hood, Texas, um, in the armory by another enlisted soldier, Aaron David Robinson, also age 20 from Illinois. Now, I'm going to give you guys some case facts in case you guys weren't uh, fully updated with everything that has been going on and things that have been coming out. Um, however, listener discretion is advice. 
So be aware, some of these uh, can be graphic. So the timeline it goes something like this. On April 22nd, according to law enforcement, Guillen is murdered with a hammer inside the armory by, sus- by the suspect, um, who then uses a trunk to remove her body. This is later confirmed when two witnesses are interviewed and state that they observed Robinson struggling with a tough box outside of the armory. He then drives from Fort Hood uh, and gets help from a second suspect, Cecilie um, Aguilar, a 22-year-old civilian from Kaylee. Um, in this, uh, well, it's, it's even hard. I, I've, I've written this, I've, you know, and it's still hard to, to, to go through it. In dismembering the remains before burying them along the Leon River. Now, Kayleen, or Killeen, um, depending on who you're hearing her from, is, uh, is a town in Texas, which is where this base is located. Um, on April 26, while the investigation is still ongoing, <clears throat> um, they have determined that while it's not a premeditated murder, they haven't again assessed that it was a premeditated murder. According to law enforcement, and tracking of uh, the cell phone data, um, there is now more evidence that supports the fact that both Robinson and Aguilar returned um, after having murdered, uh, or at least Robinson murdering um, the uh, the soldier Vanessa, uh, returned with Aguilar to continue dismembering the body, uh, burning her again, and then burying her in three separate holes um, and covering them with uh, concrete they had purchased earlier um, from Facebook, apparently, some some kind some kind of Facebook um, store. Uh, on April 28, Robinson is finally interviewed for the first time. On June 29, Aguilar is interviewed for the first time, and on June 21st, cell phone data from both Robinson and Aguilar lead law enforcement officials to an area near the Leon River. Law enforcement officials locate the burned lid uh, of the Pelican transport box, uh, but fail to find a body. On June 30th. Around 1 p.m., contractors working on a fence near the Leon River discover partial human remains that later confirmed were confirmed to be uh, uh, Guillen's <clears throat> and notify law enforcement. CID, which stands for Criminal Investigation uh, Command, and, and partner agencies discover human remains at 8.30 p.m. or well, around 8.30 p.m. Aguilar was interviewed again and told law enforcement officials about the killing. Robinson fled... Um, from Foot, uh, Fort Hood and killed themselves shortly after midnight when approached by law enforcement in Keeling, Texas. Because the body, uh, because of the state that it was and how badly the condition of it, um, Vanessa was not able to be, um, or was not able to be identified traditionally, you know, through her teeth. Um, even by, by sometimes you can identify, you know, the body. A lot of times they'll bring family members just by looking at the body and, and they couldn't, um, because of the condition. So they had to, it was prolonged and they had to send out to like another facility to do further DNA testing. Um, and even DNA testing of the bone to confirm it was her, which they did. Um, the accomplice is Aguilar was arrested and charged with one count of conspiring to temper with evidence for allegedly helping hide Guillen's body. Um, Aguilar was Robinson's girlfriend <clears throat> at the time. There, uh, there has been a change.org petition that uh, I signed, and I believe um, you guys should too. It's to, to hold the U.S. Army accountable, and it's uh, justice for for Vanessa Guillen. The link will be in the description. Now, something that I also found, right, that this is, you know, of course, the facts that the investigation 
has uncovered. Um, in addition to this, it appears that before all this happened, right, they don't have the exact down to the down minute precise, but it appears that the day this took place, um, Vanessa was working and she was supposed to be taking over um, a weapon and there was text messages uh, exchanged between Bob Robinson and, and Vanessa um, and she went over or she was supposed to be taking stuff over some, some weapon and then taking paperwork over to a different department, which she never made it to. So after going to see Robinson, um, apparently that's when the, the incident happened and she never made it out to take the paperwork to wherever she needed to take it. So, it, you know, it's extremely tragic, obviously, you know, what, what took place. Um, if you notice the timelines, the dates that I gave you, and there's a lot more facts, by the way, this is the compressed version. There is uh, a version out there that has been released with a lot more dates, you know, dates like when, you know, the military police got involved, CID, when it was announced, et cetera, et cetera. But these are the, the big highlights. Um, this is about a month long, you know, process, which is why um, you had seen the protests and the family um, you know, coming out, speaking against, you know, the military for, you know, how long it took them to really take some action, right? To really start pushing up against who they thought, um, you know, were, were suspects. Now, the sister came out in a very public interview and said, you know, that she had gone to the base to find out more. They were really pressing um, justifiably, right? I mean, there's, there's their sibling who is missing and, and no one is saying anything. Um, and she actually ran across Robinson, who she describes kind of having a gut feeling. Now we all, I think we all have those, right? Once in a while, you just hear, see something, smell something. And you're like, something's going on. Something's off. And, and that's kind of how she felt about the, the, the alleged, I guess they're still calling him alleged murder. I mean, at this point, everything points that he did do it, but the alleged murder. Um, and he laughed, you know, he made like a joke or something and she laughed and he laughed. Um, and he walked away or something like that. Uh, you can catch the interview on YouTube and stuff like that, you know. But, you know, it's uh, it's extremely sad. It, it, it's something that after looking into it, it's why I decided to make today's video the way I'm doing it, where it's this is about Vanessa again, but it's also about Fort Hood and the military. So let's uh, let's move on to, to Fort Hood. So Fort Hood, like I mentioned, is located in uh, Killeen, Texas, Um which is uh, north of Austin, uh, and it, it has a long history, right, of of incidents that raise eyebrows. Nothing, I guess, that has brought this much attention, right? But it definitely has things that that you should know about. Now, I can always hear sometimes remarks and comments. For those of you guys telling me, JT, there's there's stuff like this in other bases. I know, I know. Okay, but today we're talking about Fort Hood. Okay. Um, in 2016, there was a, a vehicle rollover accident that killed eight soldiers and a cadet and injured three others, which the Army, to this day, does, uh, has chosen not to disclose the findings of the crash investigation. Not even a why. They won't release it. It just, it's not, they're not going to be releasing anything. I guess their investigation has concluded, but that's as far as they're going to take it. Um, in 2017, 2017, excuse me, a prostitution ring was uncovered in which 13 active duty soldiers were charged. So there was uh, the story, you know, I looked into that one. I was trying to get more facts about it. Um, different media outlets have different points. Everything from it was a long um, known 
problem in the base. Uh, these 13 is, you know, some people even comments like this is nothing. Have that base has a problem with prostitutions. Uh, higher ups allow it. I mean, there's a whole bunch of, of different um, hearsay about about that specific incident. Uh, but moving on. And something I think even more important is other mysterious deaths associated with uh, Fort um, <clears throat> Hood, uh, starting with the the death of Private Brandon Scott Rosecrans, who was found dead from a gunshot wound roughly 13 miles uh, outside of the post. Another one, Second Lieutenant Andrew J. Hunt, found unresponsive in his Fort Hood residence Tuesday, <clears throat> Around the time, by the way, I didn't mean this Tuesday. Tuesday, it's a, I forgot to get the exact date, but Tuesday, around the time that he was found dead and pronounced um, dead 90 minutes, excuse me, after in the medical center inside the, the base or the, the post. Um, Private Gregory Guido Morales is one that I definitely want to make sure that everybody also knows about. Um, now, this one is also, aside from Vanessa, a very recent one. He is a, a private uh, whose remains were found in a field several miles from Fort Hood, and foul play is believed to have played a role in his death, according to the investigation, which is still open to this day. Now, a lot of people are, are trying to say, hey, n- you know, it is very unfortunate what has happened now with Vanessa, but now that there are so many ears and eyes looking this way, please look at, at the case of um, Morales. And uh, there is a, a Facebook page um, called the uh, FT, which stands for Fort, the Fort Hood Fallen. And, um, you know, they show how they have uh, the post of, of uh, Gregory with fewer than 100 posts. Um, and then, obviously, you have the one for, for Vanessa, who was over 19,000 and even growing, right? Um, now, obviously, justifiably, right? Because we know a lot more details about Vanessa. And we don't know a lot about what happened to Morales. But nonetheless, a uh, um, commenter on on. Fort Hood Fallen said, uh, Olivia Vasquez said, um, you know, he was listed as a deserter when he disappeared days before his discharge in August 2019, which is, I think, the biggest highlight of, of this case in, in the sense that, you know, as far as what we know now, which is how is a person who's about to be discharged, right, uh, just going to go missing? And then the army is going to say, oh, you know, put him you know, under AWOL status, which is what they do traditionally. I, I don't know if it's for the first few hours, weeks, or months, um, but I know eventually they move him on to a different status, which is deserter, which is supposed to be shameful, right? A shameful status of saying, hey, instead of leaving the military the right way with honor, you just kind of abandon everything, and, and that's not okay. And his family has been fighting, right? Now that he's been found and everything, his family has been fighting and say, you know, dig into this, um, because there's more, right? You know, the mother came out in an interview and said, my son doesn't deserve to have, you know, such a shameful um, status as deserter. You know, we, we don't know anything other than he goes missing. And then kind of like things kind of just kind of end there. And now it's picking up traction because of what happened to Vanessa. But still, this goes along to, to show the problems that exist already at Fort Hood. Um, the comment also, you know, adds a whole bunch of, other great points, but one of them that stands out is, is something that I want to touch um, on later, but I'll read this now. She put on here, I wonder how many soldiers have been labeled as deserters, but are actually just buried in shallow graves around Fort Hood. Would Vanessa have been listed as a deserter as well? It's a, in my opinion, 
it's a good point. It's a great comment, right? Um, it gives you things to think about. Uh, you know, in looking at all this information that's out there and researching this for you guys, I, I come across, you know, other micro influencers to big influencers out there. And one of them that stood out to me was a comment by Jesse Castellanos. Castellanos? Castellanos. Jesse Castellanos. Um, you know, I, I, I've seen some of his videos from time to time. He does, you know, those, I'm going to go out to the streets, specifically on, on like days that they have like festivities and talk to the drunk crowd. I mean, that's mainly what he's known for. But he's also known for being very outspoken. Now, when the protests were in full-fledged um, uh, energy, I guess, or, 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 or motion, he made a comment about, I'm not sure if you guys saw it, about a post that has Martin Luther King on the top and then the writers in the bottom. He sends it out or he retweets it or something. But I remember him saying, yeah, this was, you know, in reference to what happened with Martin Luther King and how they're walking more, pre- you know, more peacefully. This is back then. This is what was enough back then, basically saying. And this, the right, meaning the bottom picture, which has like the, the looting and the writers, this is how we do things now to get, you know, basically to get our point across. Which is, you know, in my opinion, by the way, and why this matters is because he's saying that you need to be angry. You need to go out there and, uh, okay. So I didn't think much of it. But then I saw this, right? Now let me first read the comment, uh, which he then uh, responded to. And it's from a, a, a user online uh, called, uh, his name is Cesar Gonzalez. The man writes, the man who killed Vanessa again, and he puts a picture of Robinson. Where is the outrage? The protests, where are the famous actors and actresses denouncing injustice? Let's go, looting. What happened to Brown Lives Matter? Not a single peep by the media or heavy coverage. Why? Because it doesn't fit their political agenda. This young lady reported sexual harassment, but it fell on deaf ears. Where is the Me Too movement? This is when I just smirk with all these so-called equality organizations making a big fuss only when it's convenient to them to cry out loud hypocrites. So that was this comment, right? That was, that was, he said. So Jesse then responds with this, this man's post screams small dick energy. Where is the me too movement? He hasn't seen all the protests from other enlisted women political agenda. I don't have a political one when it comes to her justice, to her and her justice for her. Where are the protests? Is he blind? They have been pro- there has been protests. Looting? For what? Why? Bash the media for not making this a big story yet. But don't use this for your political agenda to denounce and discredit the movement. Miss me with all that. So, you know, he had some other stuff that, honestly, it's irrelevant. Um, But, you know, I found it interesting, and I also found it irritating because I've seen, right? And this is, by the way, what a lot of people would say, and they critique some either of the left or the right, right? When you want to be talking politically speaking, I guess. When it is true that, you know, what you're out there, same stating or whatever opinioning on or whatever man you're just putting stuff out there and then you forget about it and a couple months later you're like oops right and then you come out as as a 
a hypocrite, right? And, you know, ironically, he, you know, he's, he's calling the other guy, you know, for somehow he got out of the whole thing that he has a small penis and that, uh, why, why, why looting? Why, why looting? Why? Hey, I know that I said looting because back then we need to be angry to get the point across. But why are you, why are you asking for looting for this? Don't be angry. Calm down. So anyways, you get the point, right? And you'll get, you'll see a lot of that out there. And I think it's, uh, I think it's bullshit. So anyways, so let's move on. Let's move on to the military. Now to move on to the military first, you guys already saw the first video that I prepared for you guys. But next I want you watch, I want you guys to watch this video that I prepared. Roll it. I'm James Laporta. I'm a former U.S. Marine infantryman. So this is one of the more accurate movies. Do you have a girlfriend, Swafford? Sir, yes, sir! Yes, again, mother Jody's banging her right now. Get on your face and give me 25 for every okay. time she gets Pause it. In terms of the yelling, that, that's accurate. It sort of depends on the person. Can't think while I'm giving you a few love taps? How the f*** are you going to fire your rifle when grenades are going off in your face? What the f*** are you even doing here? Sir! I got lost on the way to college, sir! Yeah, that, that's happening. It stopped right there. Uh, this is, uh, even though this is very subtle, this is incredibly accurate. Uh, so this is uh, what is known as a boot drop. There is a fear in all these Marines, uh, and it's the same fear that I had. Those Marines standing on sort of the catwalks of the upper decks are looking down at these brand new guys. You can imagine some of them are already veterans themselves from war. And so you're just staring at these guys who are going to eat you alive. I was severely hazed uh, sort of when I first showed up to my first unit. You know, it took me many, many years to realize after that that it was that they were dealing with things that they probably should have been in therapy for. It wasn't because me being the new guy, it was because they had just come back from seeing their friends die. That is accurate. It's one of those things that is not commonplace across the entire Marine Corps, but has it happened? Absolutely. So they'll take literally a, an iron and they'll bend it into to spell out USMC and they will brand people. All right. So <clears throat> the video is from an interview that GQ magazine did uh, with a now veteran, right? Someone that has left the military. Um, you know, it's m much longer than, than what I just showed you guys, but I clipped it up to what I felt I wanted to speak about today, right? Um, stuff that you're hearing, you know, sort of from the horse's mouth or at least one of the horses, right? That has been in the action, so to speak, and can say, yeah, you know, this has happened. Yep, that's real. Yep, that's true too. A lot of the times, you know, we see movies, right, especially in America, and they're full of action, and, and, and you know, we even are called the G.I. Joes in reference to that, you know, that 80s cartoon, and everything's bombs and explosion, and, you know, sometimes the truth kind of gets lost. But in all that, there's still some truth. And it, sometimes it takes a person like um, like the guy in the interview to say, yeah, no, that's that's pretty true. You know, maybe there's some exaggeration, but it's true. And, you know, to add to that, by the way, at the end, I'm going to share some remarks from a, a, a military buddy that I, that I know. 
that I had to ask him and kind of verify some information. Um, I did invite him to be on the show, um, but he brought up a lot of the stuff that I right now we've been speaking about. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, let me think about it, man. I don't, I don't know that I feel comfortable. Um, you know, he left uh, in 2015. He's like, you know, it, you know, it, you know, you, what you're hearing, what you're telling me, you know, there's a reason I just can't come out and start talking about, you know, things without feeling like I'm going to be maybe not in imminent danger, but definitely critiqued, you know, and why. And, and for that, I want to go to the story of Sadie Strong, which, by the way, before I jump into Sadie Strong, notice how the guy, if you want to go back and look at the clip, uh, the guy in the interview, his face to me. Kind of like, I don't know, I feel like he was reliving maybe the hazing that he mentioned when he's looking at Jake Gyllenhaal uh, on the floor about to be branded. I don't know, his face has a, as an expression. I'm reading into it maybe? Sure. Okay. Um, all right, so the case of Sadie <clears throat> Strong. So there is a, a big um, post that she did detailing her story. Now, that story is around sexual harassment um, and sexual abuse. But I'm going to go ahead and read some of the highlight, highlights that I found interesting um, or at least uh, exceptionally important. Not that everything is not important, but these are the parts that I feel that, you know, you and I should should talk about today. So she writes, in 2012, I was a 19-year-old girl. That girl died on deployment to the Middle East after being raped by her command. And she puts a picture of herself in uniform um, and how she looks back then. This is how she looks now. Um, she is a survivor. She also adds, I didn't report when I was gang raped by higher-ups in my command. They took pictures of it and thought it was funny and even left them on my phone. When I brought it up to one of them that I thought was my friend, he said it was my fault because I had drank with them. They shipped me off the next week to another base in Qatar because they feared I would report them. They sent another with me from their shop to keep a quote-unquote eye on me. A few weeks later, he drugged me and raped me. One, um, one day after work. She also adds, I saw I was laughed at and called a liar. I was told I was a piece of shit for reporting my family. How... Was it my fault? I signed up for this. Um, you know, she concludes and she um, she puts on there that, you know, she's not scared of them. She'll never stop spreading her story. And then she closes out with the hashtags that we've seen, like, I am Vanessa Ying, find Vanessa Ying. Um, and then hashtag U.S. Navy, hashtag military. And, you know, of course, there were replies to her story. There were replies hundreds, probably thousands of them in support saying, you know, I know someone that that has happened to both men and women. Um, but of course we always have those, um, naysayers, I guess they call them. Right. And specifically there's uh, a comment that struck a chord with me. Like I did with many people, Betsy Scoyer, Scoyer. She's an air force Lieutenant Colonel. She wrote in a comment, you guys are f kidding me, right? Sexual harassment is a price of admission for women into the good old boy club. If you're going to cry like a snowflake about it, you're going to pay the price. 
What a load of horseshit, right? Uh, and of course, you know, they, then she incited hundreds of thousands of comments, you know, saying, are you, are you fucking kidding me, basically? Are you serious? Like, that's what you get to say to someone that's trying to share her story, a very traumatic story, is uh, stop being a snowflake. Jesus Christ, man, that is disgusting. So after I reviewed, you know, all the information, I, I just copied and pasted some of the my bullet points to my to my buddy. And uh, he's like, you know, I, I can't come on the show, JT. I, you know, let me think about it. I'm not ready, like, you know, like I shared earlier. But he did give me some bullet points. I asked him, can you at least share some stuff with me? I'll, I'll leave you on on him, I promise. And he did. He's like, okay, you know, at least I, I can tell you. So, you know, um, to kind of back up what you're saying, you know, not that honestly I need it. Hell, you can go Google it yourself right now and, you know, make up your own mind. So uh, he tells me that he served six years in the Army until he left under a medical discharge in 2015. He didn't tell me why um, exactly, you know, what was the medical reason. Not that it really matters either. Um he he added, he said, uh, the military can be great for some people for sure. When I asked him, you know, what do you, what do you think of the military? And he said, uh, for sure, it could be great. Moza can accept the gang mentality. Those that don't will not fit in, period. I was like, okay, wow, man, that's uh, all right. Uh, you know, he also added, you have to think of it like an onion, the outside layers are useless and there are to and they are there to protect deeper layers. However, notice how the more you peel, the more it stinks. Um he also told me some people I've met through the some VA groups say it's different in other branches. But I also have met others that say it's a lot of the same shit that I experience. He gave me another another good one that I asked him, like, did you ever have an experience like you know, I, I showed him the video of the drill sergeant, and he's like, you know, I was never really um, treated like that by a drill sergeant. Yelled at, yes, but never pushed or, or beaten, per se. He's like, at least not by a sergeant. But he did say this. He said, uh, a staff sergeant once told me, nothing is more important than the family you have in here. Referring to the base he was at at the time. They will do anything for you, and you must do anything for them. Anything. Anyone that disagrees deserves nothing more than a shallow grave. Sounds familiar. Then he finally gave me a last one. And this one was the one that that really stood out to me. He said, uh, you would be surprised as to how advanced the tech is. But how far behind or old school the people are, you know, and it's all true, right? In the sense that it makes sense, at least that our military is known to have like this crazy tech, just crazy, you know, um, advanced technology, um, everything from radar and drones. And and now they're even making like these skeletal things to help soldiers. Um, But yet. It makes sense, you know, that they still have, like he said, that gang mentality that, you know, we're going to break you um, because we're going to remake you or, or something like that, he also said. Um, so it make, does make sense that the tech may be advanced, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the people running the show are, are, are you know, call it advanced, modernized. Um, so what's the final thought on this? Do I think the military needs to go away? No. Let me say that right now. 
now you can go ahead and turn off this or dislike it. I don't believe the military should be turned away. I don't believe we don't need the military. That is not what I believe. Um, just like the police, I don't. Do I, however, believe that military, like the police, uh, needs to be modernized? I hate to reuse that word again. It has to be, in some sense, God, reinvented. I don't know if that's the right word either. I'm just trying to think of everything, every word that I can think about. People are going to be upset about it. You get it. I hope. It needs to be looked at. From the top to the bottom and then to the top again. Right? Because that last comment could be probably one of the most significant, as simple as it is, uh, ideas. That everything you see outside is shiny and pretty. Look at those drones. Look at these computers. We're so fast. We're so modern. But then all the people running them, the old schools, right, are very much of like, yeah, let's go over there and just break that guy, a.k.a. like haze him or, you know, make him do things. And my body, my buddy didn't want to share anything of what happened to him, like the guy in the video that you saw. You know, but if it's anything like that, I understand that just like, by the way, some comments I saw was like, well, sometimes that's needed, man. We need to make men out of these people. Or, you know, real women out of them or whatever. Some comments, you know, hundreds and you can see that people are like, yeah, thumbs up. And yeah, it needs to happen. I don't know. I don't know how much of that is true. Have I ever been in the military, you ask? No, I haven't. That's fair. Do I know plenty of people that have? Yes, I live in San Diego. It's a military town. Not only have I known fathers of old um, school uh, um you know, friends that I went with, I've known military people almost my whole life. And let me tell you that there's a lot of comparisons, right? And the stories that you hear now, the stories you heard back then, people that come back, PTSD is a real thing, right? That they experience. Um, and they're not okay. It's just like, again, like the video that you saw, right? Or hopefully you saw of the guy saying like, yeah, you know, at the time, I didn't realize it was just them dealing with things that they needed help with, right? That they needed to be seen therapists for. Why? Because you are building individuals to be able to withstand unimaginable circumstances. Death, if necessary. And, uh, you know, how do you treat that? There's a reason why we have such an alarming rate of suicides among military members that have come back or even sometimes when they're within the military because of what they are put through, right? Um, There are hundreds of petitions and movements uh, that demand that our government do more, right? More than just throwing money at the problem. Um, There's been movies, countless movies made. I'm sure you've seen some of them, you know, about what happens, what does war do to an individual? And I've said this before in another shows you know to own a gun is one thing i'll tell you this right now myself do i ever think that i can just grab a gun and go shoot a a human being and be okay with it i don't even want to think about doing that i have them because it's in it's something that people keep to feel protection to feel protected rather excuse me yeah that i can understand how will i react if i ever god forbid i need to use that I don't know. So what's the point? 
What about the people that have killed not one, not two, several people? Or seen friends of theirs that they maybe went to boot camp with or grew up with or who knows how close some of these individuals are, family members within the military. And they get shot in front of them, blown up. So all this said, is the military evil and needs to go away? No, not my opinion. I think it needs to be looked at severely, profoundly, deeply, whatever term you feel comfortable with using, thoroughly, with a fine comb to get some of those uh, bad apples that maybe are, 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 maybe, maybe are bad apples because of what they have been taught to do, what they were forced to do, and now what they regret doing. That's, that's all I'm saying on, on this video about, about that when it comes to what should happen to the military. Now, what should happen if the coward was still alive? Prosecute him, throw him in jail, throw away the key, right? Um, and I'm referring, obviously, to Robinson, right, who did that to, to Vanessa. Because military or not, law enforcement or not, if you decide to take away the life of someone um, in that manner and to be able to do that, you're a coward. You're, you're a piece of shit. You are. And I think most people would agree with me, right? There's, there's no need to save face for this and be like, oh, my God, well, we don't know a situation. No, listen, there's problems that we all will have. I will have with you. You will have with me. People will have everywhere, every day. You don't go kill someone and just do atrocious things to them where they can't even identify the body. You know, while, again, they haven't assessed if this was premeditated, it sure shit feels like it, right? It sure shit feels like he had those text message interactions and he knew she's coming to me like a predator and then did what he did. So, you know, I have zero, you know, sympathy for, for people like that. Um, but anyways, guys, uh, sorry to be another one of those heavy topics that you're like, damn, man, you promised me a, a LinkedIn video. I'm sorry. I will get that done eventually. I do appreciate you guys watching. Like always, I appreciate you guys liking and subscribing. There has been so much love for the channel that, that I am I am beyond humbled uh, to know that there are plenty of people out there that are like, yeah, let's just listen to this guy. He mispronounces a lot of things a lot of the times, and he's kind of awkward. You know, sounds weird. But yeah, let's listen to him. So I hope that you enjoy the show. I hope you keep enjoying the show. I hope you keep you know, spreading the videos. Like always, you like and subscribe, and then, um, you know, I'll keep doing my part to bring you uh, quality content with facts, right? Because that's what matters at the end of the day, are the facts. Um, That's it for today. Take care of yourself. See ya.